Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to 2022 Morning Devotion Family 2022. We're going to have to get used to saying that. We've been saying MD 2021 forever. Welcome to a new day, new month, new year, new you. Cindy, Bobby, Stephen, good to see you out there. Roy, Linda, so happy all of you are part of this. We are looking forward to a great year, a new year, a new you. That's the mission. God formed us from the dust of the earth. And now he's in the busy in the business of reforming and transforming us into his image. So this Monday, January 3, we launched 21 days. There it is over there, 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's how this devotion began back in the late summer of 2019, back to our roots. And I believe we're going to see the fruits from all of this. So James, it's good to see you. Michael, oh, some old faces. Happy that you're here. Let's make this a great How do we pray? How do we seek the face of God? Jesus mentioned acts of worship, three acts of worship in the Sermon on the Mount, when you fast, when you pray, when you give, not if, when. I can't say that any of those three are really enjoyable to the flesh. It's only as you look to the Spirit and see the great gain that comes from the Spirit that we can let go of the momentary and we can find the eternal. In fasting, we let go of food to gain the true bread of life. Amen? In prayer, we release our time and energies to gain the timeless and the supernatural energy of God. In giving, we let go of physical resources, acknowledging God as our provider. He blesses us in ways we can't comprehend. Through fasting, through praying, through giving, we become like the Lord. And that's the goal. That's the goal. So Yvette, Stanley, Eva, Debbie, that's our goal. We want to become like the Lord. And I, I, I warn you, and I'm very, I'm very open about this. No one has ever batted a thousand on this. No one has a perfect score. We're all humans. We have no halos, no angels' wings. We get busy. We forget. We get carnal. We get discouraged. We get fearful. We get distracted. Amen? How about that? Distract. But together, this morning devotion family, we remind ourselves we need God, we need to pray, we need to fast, and we provoke one another to good works, and we remind one another, this is how we fight our battles. <laughs> Amen. So you know the drill, leave your, don't, don't hover, don't hover out the periphery, join in, identify yourself, let us know where you're from. And here's how I feel impressed to start these 21 days. And for me, I wish when I go into 21 days prayer and fasting, I wish I could just get alone in the presence of God and stay there. But that's a luxury I'm rarely afforded. I'm going to do what you do. I go about my daily life, fulfill my obligations. and uh, But each morning for 21 days, we go through the weekends. We will, with God's help, be here. We're going to follow loosely the book on prayer, and I I can give you that image. And I say loosely because I'm not going to repeat, although it would be easy for me to do, what's in the book. We're going to follow those 21 days of devotion, but I think what you'll find each day 
and I've been praying about this over the holidays, and what I feel directed each day, I believe will complement what's in the book for that day. On the seventh day of each week, that would be Sundays of these 21 days, 7 a.m., we're going to do prayer meetings, 7 a.m. right here on Morning Devotion. We're going to pray for miracles. And during this season, I'm praying for miracles. And last night in our prayer service at Paraline, I'm just going to tell you, we had, we had several hundred people there, and I just went on the record. Here's what I'm believing in 21 days, that God is going to raise an, a wind, an east wind, and blow this pestilence off the shores of this country. And his breath will come, will bring an awakening to our nation. And we're going to see the lost family and the backslidden on fire for God, the prodigal home, the sick healed, families restored. God's going to help each local church. God's going to help the fivefold ministry to be equipped, refreshed, renewed, refocused. Yeah, that's sort of the bold prayer request I'm starting this year with. What's your prayer request? What's your need? What's your bodacious ask big of God in this year? That's what we want to do. And that's what we're here to do. So Patsy, Rachel, let's ask. And let's stay together. If you will commit with me, I'm committing with you. Let's make it through these 21 days. 21 days, you can form a new habit, a habit of prayer. And if this helps you, help someone else. Spread the word. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Facebook. Same on Instagram, Twitter. We're experimenting with those platforms. Let's spread the news. I'm not going to be highlighting the Holy Land trip and other things during this day, but James Bailey is his email address out there. Thank you. 183 people have signed up so far. We're going to have a great time. Here we go. In the opening devotion in the book on prayer, I introduce God as he chooses to be introduced in fellowship with man, as a voice walking and communing in the garden with Adam and Eve. Wouldn't you have loved to have been there? And through that lens, we gain insight into a world that God describes, a relationship that God wants with me, with with you, a paradise that's lost can be found again. Hear me carefully. Hear me carefully. Iris, Winnie, you can have a prayer life and relationship with God where you whisper his name and he hears you. And you have a blessed assurance knowing your prayers heard that God will respond to your prayers. You can find that lost world where the walking voice communes with his creation. I want to call today the missing passageway, and I feel like it's crucial on day one that we get this. We get this. It's through his prophet Isaiah, God shared the passageway, the secret entrance into his presence. I don't want to forget this. I don't want to forget this. Isaiah 57, 15, for thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth the eternity whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place. Now you just stop right there. Listen to how God described himself. High, holy, inhabiting eternity. Wow. How, how can we attain to that? How can we reach him and his world? But listen to the very next words in the same verse. The one who says, I dwell in the high and lofty place. I'm high and holy. He said, but I dwell with him that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart 
of the contrite ones. What a contrast, the high, lofty, holy one. What a contrast. But he says, I dwell with you. Sue, I dwell with you. Debbie, I dwell with you. I dwell with you. What a contrast. He said, I am going to revive the spirit, and I'm going to revive the heart of the humble and the contrite. Described here as the forgotten world of God. Described here as what the psalmist called the secret place. Psalm 1811, he made darkness his secret place. That, that means that when things get rough, and the rough they will get, that when the darkness covers you, that's where you're going to find God. And through time in history, we find that when things get dark, people turn to God. Oh, let's turn to God at the opening part of this year. Psalm 81, 7, thou callest in trouble and I delivered thee and I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. Oh, get this. We take God our trouble. He answers with thunder. Yes. God not only dwells in the secret place, that forgotten world. He invites us into that world. You know that Psalm 91. Oh, wow. The 91st Psalm. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You read on the psalm, you find all the blessings that we've got protection from evil. We've got protection from pestilence. You hear that? Pestilence, lions, serpents. We've got a direct line to heaven. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. That's a confidence that we have. If we dwell in the secret place. And all these things are promised to the person who makes God their dwelling place, who humbles themselves. That's the missing passage. You see, it's the curse of our age. We seek visitation. God desires inhabitation. He wants us to fully dwell in that secret place and to occupy this forgotten world and to find the numerous blessings. I say it's a forgotten world because it's an unseen world and we in the flesh, as long as we're under the sky and under the sun, we focus on sensory perception, what we can see, hear, taste. Smell, touch. This visible realm, though, is so momentary. There are things that perish. We're like, I don't know, we're like Lot's wife. We seek the security. Remember Lot's wife. We seek the security of things over our shoulder that are seen. She looked back to her known world, not trusting angels to lead her into the unknown, unseen. Our focus can be wrong, too. We can live beneath our privilege because we're always focused on what comes next, what's happening now. We have not because we ask not. We struggle with regrets and guilt and problems and pain because we focus on ourselves and not on God. We see through our eyes of flesh and not through the heart of the spirit. We see through our own inabilities rather than his provision and great ability. We sense our own inadequacy and we see through those rather than his sufficiency. Call on me and I will answer you. When we look at ourselves in the mirror and say, how can God love me? Rather than looking at Calvary and saying, that's how much he loves me. Oh, how he loves you and me. Yes, he does, Charles, Christie, Donna. He loves us. God spoke through his prophet that humility is the missing passageway into God's world. F.B. Meyer, F.B. Meyer was a holiness preacher of a day gone by. He wrote 
of this, his misunderstanding. He said, I used to think that God's gifts were on shelves, one above the other. And the taller we grew in Christian character, the more easily we could reach them, reaching up. But he said, now I find that God's gifts are on shelves, one beneath the other. It's not a question of growing taller, but of stooping lower. You don't need to be this massive prayer warrior. No, you just need to humble yourself. And stoop lower. It's this timeless truth that he increases. Oh my, when we decrease. It was Charles Finney, that great revivalist that once said, nothing else than a new beginning of obedience to God. Just as in the case of a converted sinner, the first step is a deep repentance, a breaking down of heart, uh, getting down in the dust before God with deep humility and forsaking of sin. That's what Finney said, that the beginning of finding that place comes through humility, getting down in the dust and remembering we were dust and we are dust. That's how we enter into the passageway of his presence. Oh, I love this. Jenny, I love this. Colton, I love this. In scripture, a proud person is called stiff-necked. Yeah. They won't bow their head. They won't worship. They won't acknowledge they're in the presence of majesty. Sometimes God needs to bend our necks. And he allows our pride to be revealed. You remember, what is that? You know you're a redneck. I mean, that's real big here in the South. But you, you may be proud if you don't consult God in your decisions. You may be proud if you don't consider him in your daily life. You may be proud if you don't pray. You don't read his word. You may be proud if you don't seek God, for only the humble seek God. If you ever think you have the right to be someone else's judge, you may be proud. I'm not, I'm not here to put you on a guilt trip. Guilt, shame, regret, I've never seen them bring much positive, lasting change. But I will say this, pride hinders us. If we would teach ourselves to bow our heads, to bend our knees and our necks, then God can use us. Because if we can be abased, God will exalt. Simon Peter caught a glimpse of Jesus' holiness. He fell down at the feet of the Lord and said, get away from me, God. I'm not a good person. A person who falls in humility before God may not be good, but they will soon be holy. Oh, my. And they will soon be accepted by God. Because humility is the missing passageway. To God. I just urge you, morning devotion, this first day of 21 days of prayer and fasting, step through that door. I've become convinced lately, and this is where we are as a people. We're just confused about this doorway of humility. We we take pride in our accomplishments. We we've got really sort of the worst form of pride. Boy, I'm going to get plain. It's sort of a spiritual pride. It says, you know, I'm doing right. I'm reading my Bible, I'm going to church, paying my bills. I'm not mistreating people that give, so why don't why won't this door open to me? And we forget that the precursor to his presence is a hunger and a thirst for him. And admitting our, to ourselves that we're nothing without him. That if we're not attached to the vine and abide in him, can I just tell you a secret? We need him far more than he needs us. 
He's the one indispensable thing. For to me to live is Christ. This passage has been on my heart. You remember in 2 Chronicles 6 when dedication day came. Or the temple Solomon built. Imagine the emotion, the memories, the gratitude that swept through Solomon as he spread his trembling hands toward God to pray that dedication prayer. There's no God like you in heaven and earth. Thank you for letting me finish my father David's dream. I know this is really a folly in a sense. The heavens can't contain you. How can the house that I built? But God, let it be a focal point for people's faith. If anyone prays toward this house, would you hear them? If anyone sins and turns to this place, would you forgive them? If the heavens get cloudless, skies become brass because of our hard-heartedness, would you hear our cry? Would you forgive? If famine comes, if pestilence comes, and people turn to this house and pray, would you heal our land? That was the prayer Solomon made before the people of Israel on that dedication day. And we know that God's presence filled the house. Wouldn't you have loved to have been there? Estella, Don, I would have loved to have been there to see that Shekinah glory. And that was an, God's presence filling was an affirmative answer to that prayer. But oh, that night in a dream, when exhausted Solomon slept, God spoke to Solomon. He said, hey, I heard what you prayed. And yes, to everything you asked for. And in the dream, God speaks to Solomon and says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I will heal their land. But for God to hear from heaven, for God to forgive sin, and for God to heal our land, it begins when we humble ourselves. If my people call by my name will humble themselves and seek my face. If we just try to turn from our wicked ways without humility, we become hypocrites. If we try to pray without humility, we become Pharisees. Take pride in our prayers. I love the story of that dishonest businessman, the publican. He prayed afar off. Jesus said, be merciful to me, a sinner. Yes, he owned his failure. And the passageway of grace swung open to him. I just want to ask you, morning devotion family, Deanna, Sonia, Brenda, have you sought for an answer but not found one? Are you disappointed that you didn't see more answered prayers? You didn't become a person of prayer in 2021? That your prayer seemed to bounce off the walls and see? I want to give you a missing passageway. Humble yourself. Admit your need of him. Confess your helplessness before him. Stoop. And when you stoop, you will step through that missing passageway into the secret place of the Most High God. So today, today, we begin 21 days of prayer and fasting. Fasting, you choose the method 
Maybe, maybe your church is on a Daniel fast. Maybe it's on a different sort of fast, an alternate fast. You choose your fasting method that, that coincides with your health, with your lifestyle. But we're going to push away from the ordinary and push away from the seen so that we can see the extraordinary and the unseen. And God, God can do the miraculous. I told you my bodacious prayer. I, 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 it, I'm in a go big or go home kind of mode right now. I said, God, I want you to heal our land. You see the uptick. You see the rising rates of this new variant, old variants. God, I want this over. I want it over. And if you could blow with an east wind and carry locusts out of Egypt, I want it over. I want it over. I'm asking big. I'm asking big. You may say that's so foolish, Brother Gurley. If we humble ourselves and seek his face, he can heal our land. I want it healed. I want the divisions healed. I want the hurts healed. I want relationships restored. I want churches made strong again. I want I want our fivefold ministry back on top shelf, renewed by the power of God. I want the teams and the local churches just exerting their influence, being used mightily of the Spirit. I want to see a harvest. I, I want to see God do amazing things. This is our day, folks. 21 days. Let's form a great habit reaching out. And if this is something that resonates in your spirit, would you just share a link, send a note, send a text, and just say, get with me, and let's begin to bind together for a healing of our land and for a great awakening in our world. We need nothing short of an awakening to see what God can do in this last hour. You guys make it special. Thank you for being here, April, May. Susan, Donna, thank you for being a part of this. I pray a blessed day for you. And let's go and let's enter into that secret place. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.